Hello and welcome to the Marvel Podcast. This is episode 11, part 4 of the Amiga Codex Sons of Horus. This episode we're going to be talking about painting and some lists that me and Mike have come up with. Uh, it's only me for the intro at the moment, so I will be joined by Lyle and Mike for this, uh, this part of the episode. Hope you enjoy. Speaking of painting, yep. I'm going to really put my feet up now and let you guys go into Sons of Horus as a modelling and painting project, because I can definitely blag my way through a rules discussion, but... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right, well, I want a five-second break, um, and then, yeah, we will come back and do the painting. Cool. Cool. Welcome back. We're going to talk about uh, painting. So yeah, and we've got a handful of different ways to do these guys. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with the original one because that one was quite interesting when it came out, which was the original painting guide from Forge World. So, okay. Which was a mixture of like four, five colours, something like that. Yeah. Um, now, did you use this one originally? I did use this one originally. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's base coated black, obviously. Then it's 25% uh, Castan green, 25% Saltet green, 25% Dawnstone, and 25% Nurgling green. Don't even know if the colours are still around. Yeah. Uh, not in those oh, names. I don't think they are, no. Yeah. yeah, I think that was a before the yeah the reboot. Yeah. yeah. Then wash with Coelian Green Shade. And then it's basically rinse and repeat. And then you finish off with a wash of Belt, Beltan Green. Um, There's a lot yeah. going on there. It's, it was, that was the original one. And I basically mixed up pre-made pots a bit. That is the only way to do it. Um, I started uh, painting one, which I've still got my first painted Sons of Horus with that colour scheme, and then the full 12 paints came out. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So, which we've got, uh, we've got the Games Workshop colour schemes to go through. Yeah, yeah, so on their paint app for Sea Green, which is fairly obviously going to be what they're trying to do here. Yeah. It's layer caliber light green, shade colia green shade, layer cerebite green, and then edge ultron grey. Yeah, this one thing that seems to keep popping up is they use grey for their green quite a lot. Yeah, that mm. jumped out at me as a bit. Yeah, no. I mean, I use a grey in my green. Mm. Um, as an edge highlight or as part of the mix? Part of the mix. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. Um, so I think a lot of it is trying to get something else in there, so it's not a salamander green. It's a yeah, a slightly like dirty green. Or that like forty uh, k dark angle one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, trying to avoid that stands out from those two. Don't yeah, they? yeah. Um, I feel they try and do it like a because sound technical, and this is all uh, Miles language. Uh, a desaturated green, so a more mi- militaristic. 
Okay. The the bright sort of standards. That's very cool. I'm learning things. I'm, I'm learning stuff. Yeah. So not what it means, but <laughs> no, so, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, I should have a proper conversation with you off air before I finally do fucking deathcore. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, because it's it's to get that green, but very toned down. You don't want it bright and leery like the the salamanders and. Yeah, and the, that's the always been a, a thing with the heresy, isn't it? To tone down the yeah. sort of either cartoonish or like night uh, jousting yeah. vibe that that Space Marines perhaps have always had. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I try and get mine very kind of matted and kind of not so in-your-face leery with my brain. Um I mean, there is the the contrast colour scheme that's come out recently. Yeah. Um, which I think has had mixed reviews. The weird thing was, this contrast list that I know we've chatted in the group, and some of the paint schemes I really like. This one, I don't. But it's still an option, so we'll give it up here. Um, yeah. Spray Gracier, a 1-1 mix of Dark Angels Green and Achelian Green. Uh, shoulder pads given two coats of black templar, metallic elements, Balthazar gold or lead vulture, and that was kind of it. And it just ended up being a horrible dark green. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm not too sure. It didn't. It didn't scream Santa Horus to me. Yeah, the pictures didn't really do it justice. No. But I feel. But then on the paint app, there's a contrast scheme which actually looks really nice. Right. Um. Gracier again, contrast pterodon turquoise, layer cerabite green, edge gorse blaster green. And it ends up being a very similar colour to the uh, scheme they had earlier with the Elfin Grey end result. It's okay. similar, it's not quite the same, but it's similar. Yeah, I think that one sounds better because it's kind of, with the turquoise, it give it that blue green hmm. sort of. It's brighter than the Calabite yeah. way, but. It's still the same sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, them, them contrast paints, I'm not 100% convinced by them. Um, I think it's, it is a great tool Yeah. in your arsenal. I'm just not too sure if it's for a whole army. So I think they're a brilliant tool. I think they have potential for a quick way of painting, but I've seen so many people that use them and then dry brush with another colour at the top, and it mm. just adds so much in a small amount of time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't entirely think they are... We're going to paint at some point anyway, but I don't think they're an entire thing by themselves. But I think they are useful. I think they're a useful tool. Hmm. Um, Is it the difference between uh, doing your bases with one of those technical things and then just calling it done when that's dried and yeah. basing that and then doing a dry brush and a wash and a... You know, like I think that's probably what yeah. the difference is going to be. I mean, the the other thing is, like, with this contrast scheme, is it the fact is that we've been gamers for so long that you have a set way of painting and with this being... Probably. Known, probably. It took me fucking years to even, like, consider getting an airbrush. Yeah. And I still don't use it to full potential. Uh, yes, yeah, I think that's, I think that's yeah. probably true. But that is yeah. something for a proper painting. Yeah, so yeah, is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, should we go for your actual scheme next, and then mine was nice, quick and easy at the end to... Right. 
So, sit, I, I, exactly. so sit down, if you weren't sitting down already. Right, I have to find this because someone asked me how I've done it. And this I, is quite amazing, actually. So this, yeah. this, is the, this is how you're painting your Sons of Horus now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, let me just find where this person chatted to me. Because I had to write it down in steps, and even he was like, uh, okay, cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he asked my kind of scheme. <laughs> <laughs> it is green. Yeah, I paint green. Yep, so here it is. So, arms coat black with a Xenophil highlight of white to kind of make sure you get all the points. Then I'll do a thin down loop of coal green. I use the Forge Weld colour. Yeah. Um, but basically it's the same green as what GW do now, or pretty much. Okay. I thin it down so it's, it's near enough a GW wash. And I do about two to three coats of that to kind of make sure that it's all nice and consistent. Uh, then I add... Uh, Mike's already yeah. shaking yep. his head. I've already glazed over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I add medium sea grey into that. Uh, basically, so this is what I've done. If you look at the Space Marine shoulder pad, split the shoulder pad into four bits and you want to hit the top three quarters... Right, then add more sea grey and hit basically the top half. Then add white and hit the highest point. And you would do that across the model. You just use your yeah. shoulder pad to illustrate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so you know roughly where to hit. Yeah. Um, and then I grab a uh, cabalite green from GW, make a wash of that. Now, if you hit, if you split the shoulder pad into threes. So you want the Cabalite to hit the bottom two-thirds. <laughs> yeah. Right. We shouldn't be laughing at him. He's fucking awesome <laughs> painter. This is all help. I'm, I'm going to plug him. I, this is all help from Miles from Little Legends. Yeah, sure. Um, and then I go Queenian Green Shade, and I hit the bottom third, and then basically give the whole thing a pin wash. Um, and then I edge height with Cabalite Green, Ivory and Black Mix, um, so that I can mix more white for the higher points, um, or more ivory for the higher points, yeah. more black for the lower points. So, and that is it basic. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, in a nutshell. The thing is, I've, I'm, I make fun of your colour schemes all the time. Yeah, but they are the end result is stunning. They look so good. Thank you. Um, but that is a lot of faff. It is, it is. I mean, when you do it in, it ain't so bad when you do it in a batch, though. So you, we was talking on the chat about batch painting. Yeah. Um, basically, I get, I've got uh, twenty models in the box there that I've done the first coat of green on. Um, so once I get it mixed up, I spray all all of them, and then it is just basically. Mixing up the colour and then doing all the next. Hmm. Yeah. So it ain't, it ain't too bad. It's not too different, I don't think, from, I from any of our yeah. uh, painting techniques. It's just that Keith has that attention to detail for the, the colours, yeah. the blends, the the way you're partitioning parts of the model to get that layered, layered effect and light effect yeah. and things like that. It, it's, it's stuff that I wish I had sort of theory knowledge of. And, yeah. 
and whatnot. But yeah, now, if I understand correctly, you are airbrushing each layer. That's not you sitting there with a paintbrush. No, you can do it with a paintbrush. It just takes a little bit longer. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a big difference there. So each layer is going to be quicker to do than it. Yeah. That's not 20 minutes per model sitting down trying to get it right. That's no. spraying the whole lot. I mean, um, I can do it by brush, but if you have an airbrush sitting there, what? Yeah. yeah, use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I find the hardest bit with the colour scheme, if you're doing it by brush, is actually do it, getting the white pre-shade, weirdly enough. Because you can do, like, if you get an aerosol, like, spray it all black, get a white aerosol. But because of how low I tend to go with with the white, because mm. if you go straight xenophil, it literally, like, hit the top of the helmet and then nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you want it to kind of go a little bit down the body yeah. just to give you a little bit more definition elsewhere. Cool. Makes me sound like I actually know what I'm talking about. You absolutely do. Like, so. And this is why in our painting <laughs> group you are the boss. <laughs> Yes, Mike, how do you how do you do yours? You don't need to sit down for my one. My one, spray black, layer incubi incubi darkness, layer calibrite green, recess wash, uh Kodia green shade, edge highlight, ceramite green. So it's stolen shamelessly from somewhere online, but I can't remember where. And actually it ends up being really similar to GW's. I was gonna say are very similar, like yeah. Well, I just start no. darker and I don't go as bright, so okay. it's very yeah. similar. It's just a green that I've used for long enough now that I'm quite happy with. Now, I, I would quite like to see uh, some of these in comparison, uh, but unfortunately, it's radio. So perhaps one of you guys can well post some pictures up yeah. with this episode when yeah. it comes out so that people can kind of see the different effects of, and have a sense of what we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, I've got my first ever Sons of Horus that I painted. That's true. Um, yeah, good point. Is that little dude there? Pass it around to show everyone. Brilliant radio. Radio. Yeah. We feel it's quite nice. It is. It's. It's. Yeah. It's definitely nice. I know you have issues with this, <laughs> and I've seen this like stood next to your newer guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that that's like technique as well as like color it, scheme though. It is. Like, obviously, come I mean, a long way. It's kind of weird because I actually use this, basically the same colours for mm. that one as I do the other one. It's just the application of it. Yeah. But yeah, when when this episode comes out, I'll show, I'll put up pictures of the two before and after I, mm. I learned to paint. Yeah. And yeah, we get some mics up as well. Which will look a lot worse in comparison, but I'm happy with my green, just not with painting. But I think I think to give people a sense yeah. of like because I'm not intimately familiar yeah. with like oh, what shade does mm. color like green mean what you know like so yeah. to have a sense of each of those examples we've given what the end result yeah, exactly. be, uh, yeah. for the Sons of Horus yeah yeah That's I cool. mean um, I like the fact that Mike uses Incubi Darkness I love that color that's like a sexy color Incubi Darkness is one of those ones where I've noticed. A lot of proper sort of painty painters seem yeah. to find an excuse to put it into nearly anything. You're painting white. Yeah, Inky Darkness to start with. It's purple. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm painting green. Inky Darkness. What? Yep. But it works. It does work. It's yeah. weird, but it works. Um, I use Inky Darkness uh, in my faces. I use Inky Darkness 
in my spaceball armor. I use Incubi Darkness on my black to do the weapons. Yeah, it is literally wherever you can fit Incubi Darkness. It is. I'm now. It's like a drinking game for me when you're talking about a color scheme. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Incubi Darkness. <laughs> I'm kind of now disappointed that you've got Incubi Darkness in your son's horror screen and I haven't, so I might have to find a way of doing that. Just negating everything he's been painting in these last three months. We're going to paint it into darkness. Let's wait one black and start again. But it's in there. It's in my colour scheme. Yeah. I would be faster, actually. Do you guys want to crack onto some lists that you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel this will be another Keith section, so you can go first. Okay, so I'm not going to claim my list is any good. That is a very important thing to. Start as a caveat here. Um, but I've got a list that I, I want to finish building and I want to try running. So I've got a Praetor in Terminator armor, a Terminator squad with a Spartan. So Just the standard one or just Aaron? No, just, just Terminators. Stick with Terminators here. Can you stick into his thing? Yeah, I've got, I've got a rule here. Uh, troops, I've got a. 15-man assault squad uh, with a couple of special weapons, but melt bombs more importantly. Another 15-man assault squad with melt bombs and the same the exact same squad, actually. Fair. Uh, two outrider squads, uh, five-man with plasma melt bombs as well. There's a definite thing to this. But this is where, for me, it gets interesting. A 10-man reaver attack squad, tooled right up with whatever power weapons I could get my hands on in the points and jump backs. So for me, it's just about... The Spartan with the Terminator is in is a little bit jarring the list, but for me, it's a, um, a Spartan going forward with a couple of units of Outriders protecting it and then three big units of assaulting stuff fly across the board. It, it just fills me with happiness. I just... I want to try <laughs> that. And that's two and a half thousand, which leaves me 500... If I go to 3k to do like a Centurion, a Pothecary to go with the Reavers and maybe boost the squad. Yeah. But I'm, I'm genuinely tempted to run something like that for Company of Legends if I take my Sons of Horus. It will probably be that sort of idea. Okay. I'm, I'm not guaranteed it's, it's any good. So it feels, it feels to me like it is using two of your main Sons of Horus rules, right? Mm. You've got all the Plasma dudes. Uh, who are going to really benefit from the reroll ones? Yeah, it's you definitely definitely over there. Got, um, and then big squads and terminators is all about terminators and jump packs make you bulky as well, right? Oh yeah. So everything there that's... is going to get merciless fighters. Yeah, yeah. I would so imagine. So are technically thirty man squads when they go to combat. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. fun. Which I think is cool. Uh, there's and there's a there's you're right. The Spartan perhaps is a little jarring, but there's a vibe to it. There's a yeah. little story there. So I think mm. it it ticks both um, some gaming and some narrative. Boxes. Cool. It's just a list that I want to try. I've, I've got a Spartan at home that I've never used. I've got Terminators that I've used once and yeah. So I just want to try stuff out. I've never wanna... used either of those things. I'm going to do a Cataphracty squad uh, for WordPress in the future, but I've never used either of those things. I've used my Terminators once in Zone Mortalis. <laughs> they came on. <laughs> My opponent had a Seeker squad that was we're not, we're not traditional heresy players, really. We're really, not. Are we? no. uh, uh, I've got a Spartan. I've you got don't one. use Spartans often. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But that's generally because everything comes in drop pod and Spartan, yeah, Spartans are too yeah, yeah. slow. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I only bought my sparks. I kind of felt as a 30k if I had to have one. Yeah, that, that's. I specifically didn't get one because everyone it was yeah. 30k and everyone had one. That's that's basically in, in my walls. I wanted them to be a more traditional uh, yeah. heresy army. So I've got a Spartan and a Sakaran. Scorpius. Scorpius. Those are the three. Those are the three S's. When yeah. we started playing, it was yeah. like me, you, and Killer. Yeah. Really, sort of all started playing around the same time. Those were the three things that yeah. every army had at that point. I was yeah. like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing that I haven't got is a contempt of for them. Cool. So. Yeah. And then I would have like all the heresy heresy army boxes ticked yeah. for yeah, that yeah, army. Um. So I'm going to start with the list that I'm currently building. Cool. Uh, it's only a 2,000-point list. So it is a Praetor with Powerfist Paragon Blade on a bike. Uh, I have a Siege Breaker. I have an Apothecary on a bike. I have five Justarian, two Chain Fist, uh, two Lightning Claws, Powerfist, Combi Plasma in a Dread Claw. Then I have uh, four, uh, five vets, uh, four combat melters, one melter gun in a drag claw. Then I have ten tacticals, uh, just bolt guns in a rhino uh, with a multi melter on the top. Then I have uh, ten tacticals. These are bolt pistol chainsaw. Uh, and they go in a dread claw as well. So that's three dread claws. So I'm seeing a theme here. Yep. Then I have five attack bikes with multi melters and melter bombs. And then I have five missile launchers. And it's using the long march right wall. Of course it is. So, <laughs> so I think I've played a variation of that list. I have played exactly this list. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the one that I've. I've been playing for ages. It's one that I've uh, recently built. Um, so that 2K or 2.5? 2K. Cool, yes, yeah, so I've played that list then, yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. It's really familiar. Um, yeah, that list is brutal. It is fun. It it tries to use every rule that we have available. <laughs> uh, merciless fighter for the attack bikes, the Justarian um, using Death Dealer, and the Relentless Missile Launchers. And the Relentless Missile Launchers are great fun when you shoot them at close range and then charge you afterwards. So it's Relentless Missiles. With a Siege Breaker. With a Siege Breaker for the Tank, tank Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Feel No Pain Bike Squad that's yep. going to uh, <laughs> attack again at Initiative 1. Um, yeah. Just airing and Machine Killer Vets, I assume. Yeah. Getting in close to hit on twos. Yeah. And yeah. on the first turn with the Justarian, they've got combi players, so they get to the re ones. ones. Yeah, okay. So this is a bit more... Uh, I'm not, I, I can't really detect the theme, because like, you use drop pods a lot anyway. Yeah. You're not going full uh, orbit of the soul. There is like uh, there's a rhino here because basically because you need another troop, right? Like, yeah, I mean the the rhino is yeah it's just there for to get my troops around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an objective as well. I, it's yeah. totally legit, and mm. I write I, I, it's it, not me having a dig. I write this like this as well too, but there's less of a story. To yeah, so and more of a the, like I want to use all the rules. The, like that. This one is 
so I use my Sons of Horus, or try to use my Sons of Horus, not always successful, as more of my competitive army. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I find with Sons of Horus is you can use them for virtually any right of war. Mm-hmm. You, you it have, should be that way, I think. Yeah. 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 They, they are the Warmaster's war master's finest. So they should be able to do everything that is required of them. Mm-hmm. And this is what... That's one one of the reasons that I uh, cool. I legitimise my no straight up man uh, yeah, yeah yeah I, I think I came across <laughs> like I was having a go yeah you don't need no, no. to legitimise it so <laughs> I do have so my next list is the Black Raven one I'm interested in this I think it's going to be dog shit oh he's, he's going to be, so that that list that I've just done is uh. A little bit more competitive. This one is not. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a command rhino. Then I have a master of signals with melt bombs and volcut charger. Then I have a praetor with a jump pack, paragon blade, power fist. Then I have three apothecaries, two with jump packs and one with a volcut charger. Then I have Three reverse squads, two are 15 man jump packs, a couple power fists, couple power weapons, all with chain axes, both basically the same with the jump packs. Then I have seven reavers, no, sorry, eight reavers, can't do maths. Or count. Or count, yeah. With eight Volkite chargers, a power fist, and a power weapon in the unit, and they're in. A Ambulus Dreadclaw. Right. I was like, how is the Master of Signal going to end up in there? Because I thought he was going to outflank him. But yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I gotcha. Um, then I've got... I've only got five Flamer Blokes, but that's because I had the spare points and they're going to go in the Command Rhino at the back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just there to get <coughs> objectives at the back and anyone who gets close to me... Rhino before. Five Flamers is cool, yeah. 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 Anything that you do like to run, but the, I think the first few games I ever played against you, you had a Command Rhino with Plasma Guys, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, for my Wolves, yeah. Which is one of those things that you're sitting there and, oh, it's a Command Rhino. It's, it's just there to do a particular... What the hell's just jumped out of it and killed my squad? Yeah. Like, for, <laughs> you just don't expect it to come. Yeah. yeah. For, for my Wolves, I basically had it to get everything on the, um, on the battlefield and then... Drop its orbital bombardment next turn, it just sped up and the plasma guys got out. That was this is more to hide, and it's more in case I want to use outflank the jump packs. Mm. Um, because basically, so I've got two javelin attack speeders with the last cannons because I like them a little bit better. I think they look really cool. I think I prefer having all the twin linked. Yeah, missiles, a bit more flexibility maybe, mm. but yeah, yeah. Javelins are fucking cool, man. I, I've never had one, so yeah. I've again, decided it's another thing I'm putting yeah. into a new list. But I've, yeah, I've decided to have two of them. Yeah, it's like I, I didn't think anything of javelins until I went to Akar and the oh one well, thousand sunflower. I think it was a guy called Doug. Yeah, um, he had a javelin, but he wasn't using it as a fast mover. He just had it as a mobile weapon platform. Yeah. yeah and it was yeah. just sort of sidling left and backwards behind his troops to wherever it needed to be to shoot. 
and it was brutal. I I absolutely got the same thing. Like, yeah. wasn't really sure about um, didn't see a lot of them. Chris, I think, runs four. He's gone well off of them. The like yeah. this army in general, but he was running four in his scars, um, as his like gun yeah. platforms because mm. he like you know gonna take fucking. Land yeah. Raiders in a Scars Army, right? So, yeah. And I was like, actually, that was a really, really <laughs> good. Um, yeah, cool. Um, and then the last, I say, thing is I have two Leviathans in drop pods. So. That's an interesting touch because the rest of it's dog shit. But <laughs> 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 no, so I gave my opinion about Reamers. I think yeah. we all see the problems there. Two Leviathans and drop pods, that's a lot to deal with. So, and then the we'll javelins and, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god, don't remind me. So, yeah, it's basically, <laughs> um, other than the command rhino, um, I think I can null deploy that army. Mm. Um, so the javelins can either deep strike or outflank. Can they outflank? I no, believe I believe they are. Oh, maybe I I've think, seen them do that in Chris's Scars Army. Yeah. Scars have a way of Well, doing they, they can definitely but deep they strike. Can definitely deep strike. Um, yeah. Then I've got three drop pods that can deep strike, and then I have two assault squads that can deep strike. Or I can just. You can out- even outflank them. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Do you know what? So, I, I mean, I like the list. I, uh, Reavers, buddy. Reavers. But yeah. other than that, I've think there's certain things to be said for it. It, it to me it's more coherent than the, the um yeah long march one uh, precisely because it's less competitive it's more <laughs> coherent as an army but... yeah Are you like we said earlier with the right uh black raven right war i think it suffers for being like an early book yeah right war um compared to the long march it's like how on earth can you make this viable yeah um and that's and the, the closest is two Leviathans and drop puts. Yeah, that's the closest that I'll come to it. And are you is that your next army when this is done? Or I is that think, just something you put together for this episode to I illustrate? Think, I think I will end up building it. All right. I have enough Reavers, it's actually the Leviathans that I haven't got. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at one right now. Hmm? I'm looking at one Leviathan yeah, on the table in front of me. I've only got one. Easy. I did have two. Okay, but, I mean, just having to do a Leviathan and possibly a character, that's not too bad, is it? No? Yeah. I think, the problem is, I think I've got to have the two Leviathans in there because I think the list would be too soft. Yeah, it would. It, yeah, it definitely would. I think the Javelins help and then yeah, yeah. The, the Leviathans are what's going to make this. Uh, yeah, because I can ram them Leviathans right in someone's face to so yeah. the softer sort squad can come up. Yeah. But yeah, it's. It, I think I think that's got legs. That actually, I think there's, there's some promise in that. He's trying to make the best of um, the best of the whole. Right, using yeah. as many rules as I can with the reavers, outnumbering with the jump packs. I can use the merciless fighter. You know what else you can do? The leviathans are going to be in combats with stuff, assuming yeah. they don't kill it straight away which is possible but the yeah. leviathan's potentially going to be in combat with stuff when your reavers get there so you can have rage yep you're actually going to get to use that special <laughs> rule so you can't see on the radio but there is a smug little face coming over there yeah i know i know you loved that didn't he yeah i didn't even think about that actually <laughs> but yeah um 
so yeah, that I thought that'd be a nice fun list, and I want to try and get one for each of the Legion rights of war anyway. So. Yeah, this is something we were talking about, weren't we? Yeah, this like, I want to see. It's going to be amazing if you end up doing like 30,000 points of Sons of Horus or whatever it would end up being uh, yeah. to do every riot. Um, I don't know about Mike. I would never have the discipline to do that with one <sighs> Legion, but I'm sure it is going to look incredible if you do it. Yeah. But I think this is kind of where Sons of Horus come into their own. That yeah. They could potentially do that. There might be a couple where they're not at their best, but... This is the... It's more the fact is that a couple of them that I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, I won't really like mm. that mm. army. And the problem with this hobby is it is... It's not the cheapest of hobbies yeah. to yeah. try to think, oh, yeah, just because I want to run I th- this. Sorry, God, I was interrupted. Um, I'm not too sure if I want to buy a... A load of robots. I think there's certain ones that you can just like cross over, right? That you don't need to do a brand new army. Yeah. Just to have tactical marines or whatever, you can just be like, okay, I need six drop pods for orbital assault yeah. and the same number of like land raiders for yeah. spearhead, right? You can kind of cross yeah. over a bit with certain things. Um, me being the type of person that I am, though, I like I like them to be. A little bit different, yeah. just just so one it's different for the for like my usual gamers to play, and also something different for me to play. If you just play swap one thing for one thing, like I've got a couple of orbital assault lists, mm. and basically it's it's changing basically two units, mm. and other than that they're exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> it's it's a little bit boring. If you do, if so you you're talking it yourself into doing about two dozen completely distinct armies at this yeah. point. <laughs> Keith. Um, <laughs> Will you do a Lunar Wolves Orphans of Betrayal or whatever it's called? I have been looking into that. <laughs> um, I would like to. I would like to do... Uh, I, I have ideas that I've wanted to do for Lunar Wolves Army, but that Riot War is dog shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. There was nothing good behind that one. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it would be interesting. You could put two Leviathans in it. <laughs> <laughs> so all your problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I I, I wait with bated breath your uh, your outcome. Yeah, well, Please. I'm I'm gonna start off by doing a black ribbon and a a long march one, getting them both done. Um, because I have I'm I'm gonna do a different long march one to the one that I just spoke about. Oh, uh, someone stop this man! Um, <laughs> yeah, well. That whole list with the attack bikes and everything like really works well at 2k, mm-hmm. but when you start going more points than that, there's better units that you can yeah, get yeah, yeah. than yeah, the attack I bikes. Can see that. I can totally see um, that. So it ends up making them a little bit redundant. Yeah, that's fair. So. Um, this episode has gone a little bit longer than we anticipated. <laughs> Just yeah. Shall we crack on to our final segment? Yep. Uh, Mike, would you like to explain? This was your idea, so yeah, maybe you could explain is... what we're going to do here. Okay, so what I thought we would start doing when we do these Legion reviews um, mm. is more of a long-term thing, is 
do a rating system. So I want to start doing a rank out of five, obviously five being the best, for fluff and rules as separate things, and then work out as a cast what our averages are, and get a an average out of ten score for a legion. Um, be an average out of five. No, because it'll be five and five oh, to okay. get ten, okay. and then each of our scores then divided by however many of us there are. But I don't want to make it prescriptive. So I've sort of said when we're, I was trying to explain this that I might look at a legion and go, I think that's really fluffy and I think it's brilliant, five points. Lyle might look at the same legion and go, yeah, but that doesn't quite work. I don't quite like this and that bit doesn't make any sense. So for me, it's a one. As long as we can justify why we've come to those scores. Yeah, so it's, it's not so much we're not like looking at the rules and going, well, this is competitive, yeah, yeah four or five. But if that's your take on it, fine. Mm. Um, I think it's uh, fluid how we come up with that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I just kind of want to see that. This is why we're averaging at the end. That I kind of want to see what, as a cast, we think of every legion. I, th- I think it could be interesting. It might end up being rubbish, but I think it'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much faith in us as a cast. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got a, a few... We've got a lot of different interests in this legion, so, um, mm. this cast. So, mm. so think for me. So if I start off, and we'll go from there. Yep. For me, rules-wise, there's nothing in the Sons of Horus that scream this is a game-changing legion. This isn't. This isn't a legion where you're gonna set somebody's gonna set it on the table and you're gonna go, ah, oh, that's broken. I'm not. I don't want to play. So for me, okay. that means it's not automatically a five and pure points for no. being broken. But I don't think there's any giving... broken or one. That's why it's interesting. But for me, there is nothing these guys can't at least try and do well. Yeah. So I'm going to give them a four for um, rules. Yeah. Um, Fluff-wise, again, there's nothing about them where you go, there is a thing that they are stunningly famous for. But there's so many things about them I think are just brilliant. Like They're just staring at a call. Horus and his Mournival are brilliant. There's so many really nice things like that. Again, I'm going to go for a four. I'm going high on both, but not four points. Because for me, that's Sons of Horus. Good at everything, but not the The problem here, though, is, as a cast, we've got a a legion that two of us play. Is Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The game is rigged. (laughs) Wait to get to word bearers. (laughs) My views of I'm not hidden the (laughs) lies. But this is more averaging. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um what was I gonna pose you there? Uh it's your your question about uh, your comment rather about um they're they're like good, they can do loads of different things, but they're not broken. Uh, how do you think there's many legions that it's fair to say they're broken? I know Thousand Sons had a reputation. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, on a side thing, I started talking to event organisers because I want to try and work out some stats, actually work out, are any legions actually broken? Mm. And I suspect the answer is going to be no. Mm. I suspect there's going to be better legions or oh, there's going to be worse legions, which will make other yeah. ones float to the top. But yeah. I'm I'm hoping that the end result's going to be there are no broken legions. I think just worse legions. Okay. But I think these guys are definitely up there as one of the better, but not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you want to go next? Uh, I could go next. Um, I agree with uh, most of what Mike said about the rules there. I don't know that I necessarily have anything... This is our baby here, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, rules-wise, that I have anything to add or, or, or disagree with. I think they represent the, the basic level of, of the fluff quite well on the board, the, um, the spear tips, the orbital assaults, the, the gang culture, that kind of stuff. Um, I, th- I think they're very useful roles. Um, again, they're not sort of like... Some of them, like I mean, this definitely isn't broken, but you think about something like Iron Warriors, that's a very strong mm. but very like binary mm. thing. Just like, yeah, your shooting does fuck all to me. Yeah, in yeah. like that's really quite a strong special rule, but it's just like it happens or it doesn't. It is it something for us. It's just popped into my head. Um, someone mentioned this, and what as a word bearer player, what do you think spell the one where you don't have to take morale checks for shooting, or the one where you have three d six in shooting and close combat? Uh. I think the Iron Warriors one is probably better. Like, I'm very rarely going to be running from your shooting anyway mm-hmm. with that 3D6 thing. Yeah. Um, in combat, either Matt, the odds are on my side that I'm mm. going to hold or not because it was a close combat, or you've been battered anyway, so you still need to roll like a one and a two or a double one yeah. out of those three. So I find that 3d6 in, in combat doesn't always make a big yeah, difference. I, I just wondered how you... They're both compare. usual. They're both, like... Yeah. 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 For, for someone who's planning leaderships left, right, and centre, I'm kind of thinking. Sorry. That was a bit of a tangent. Right. Scores. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I? I think I was just sort of waffling... About the rules, uh, I'm actually I'm going to stick with the four, the same as Mike. I'm going to give him a four for rules. I think they're broadly fluffy, broadly strong as a legion. Yeah. Um, for the fluff score, I, I can't give them as high a thing. I cannot give them as high a thing. There are certain things about this legion that I really like in the fluff, but they have been massively underutilized yes. by Black Library. Yeah. They. Um, we spent a long time talking about this last episode. They really, really rely on Horus as a character. And you have, do have to factor that in. Like, yeah. he is a part of the Sons mm. of Horus. He's part of this whole story, that fluff. Um, but for me, there's there's nothing really that, that sets them apart. You go, that's, that's such a cool thing about them. Like, um, in the way that... Uh, Let's think of a good example. I don't need to. We're going to address other legions. Just to illustrate what I mean, I will give you one example. I cannot fucking stand the Iron Hands. Like, they're space Nazi <laughs> monsters. Like, literally. Like, yeah. Ferris Manus's ideology is, like, national socialism, basically, yeah. right? And because they chose the right side, they don't... They're, good they're not... The World Eaters and the Night Lords are monsters, but the Iron yeah. Hands are heroes. Yeah. I, Despise that, but it's such a good story, and it's the it's heart so of what can. Warhammer is yeah, as a <laughs> yeah. story. It's the heart of it. That's so important to me. I cannot say anything like this. Sons of Horus just 
Nothing about that mm. gets my juices flying at all. I, I, I uh, do I have think the gang culture stuff is kind of cool. Um, I do I have like to agree. That. Um, I'm going to give him a two. Okay. So overall six from you. Yeah. That's not bad. That's still not bad. It's above average, exactly. right? Yeah, I think that's a, they're a good legion. Oh. I think we've got a flight there. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I kind of agree with Lyle a lot. Um, I think they have great characters, but not great armies in the fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to go as high as Mike, but I'm going to go higher than Lyle. So I'll keep in mind nice and short and sweet. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the fluff and I'm going to go for a three. So yeah. I'm in between you. Um, rules wise, I think these guys are excellent. Um, I don't think they're a five. I think if you, you if you're a better gamer than I am and you use them to their potential, I think they can be a strong army, a, a very strong army. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stick with the four. I would like to go about 4.5, but I don't know if my expression can handle that. <laughs> Should be able to say. I did think about about 0.5s, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to go for a four for that. So. Um, yeah, that's my score, so I'm going for a 7. So we've got 6, 7, 8, which, I mean, I was never very good at maths, but doesn't that just mean they get a 7? Straight 7. Yeah. Nice and easy. So as a class so far, we've gone 7 out of 10. Yeah, and it does make him rank number 1. I know that we only have <laughs> one Legion so far. I think that's a really strong start. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of Legions are going to struggle to, to match that, actually. Oh, but most yeah. importantly, because we're as ones that have class, we have doctored it to make sure our Sons of Horus... On number one. <laughs> so, so that was our last Legion review. Um, yeah. um, I think we definitely need to wrap up here. Yes. We've gone over yeah. uh, more Just than a we bit. wanted. I've really enjoyed doing this uh, Amiga Codex. Amiga Codex? Yeah. 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 We'll definitely do more of these. We re- definitely want to do more of these. I you could... wanted to go through the Book 1 Legions first, right? So there's yeah. going to be a distinct traitor slant to the early yeah ones, I, I think we can yeah. kind of swing it to whatever our, our mood brings okay. um, I'm not gonna I, I hadn't factored in book one but actually that does feel like a sensible place to start yeah um, I, I think that'd be a good place and I think that when Ad finally joins us he is going to really struggle doing these segments because I reckon every time we do one, he's going to want to start a new army. Start yes, he is. Army every well, month, so isn't he? Just look well. at what happened to us. <laughs> we we have been buzzing about these yeah. so much. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my son's Horus is very much out in full force now. Yes. So everywhere we look, <laughs> yeah. you, you haven't seen what's in the drawers. That's. <laughs> I'm just looking around. There's two spaceballs. I don't want to look in your drawers, Keith. <laughs> uh, all my spaceballs are in the boxes because I have to have a move around. So, um, but Hit yeah, them. E- even them two flyers up there are uh, becoming the sons of Horus. So. That's cool. I love that. So, I'm going to have like four flyers for the sons of Horus. Cool. Uh, three and Charybdis and. All of the drop pods. Yeah, this is going to be good. So, right. right, so we're going to call it there, gents. Yep, let's call that. That is it. Yep.
Okay, so if we sign off now, uh, you can get us on our email at uh, podcast at mournival30k.co.uk and then on any of our social uh, media networks, just search Mournival Podcast and we'll come up. Yeah. Other than Twitter, I think, is the only one we're not. Uh, I don't know how to tweet, so I'm not a twat. Yeah, so I love Twitter, but I, I don't tweet, so I just follow people. It's brilliant. But yeah, so that's it. So uh, it's goodbye from me and... Goodbye from us. Yeah, yeah. Nice I, I always feel like I want to do the like two Ronnies ending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from him. So. I sort of start heading that way and then we'll start. But yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, <Going> <laughs> see you next time. See you later, guys. Right, Mal, you and Erebus both. My father made me for immortality, and the galaxy should know of me. Ten thousand years from now, I want my name to be known all across the heavens. Mm-hmm.